When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the Alex Trebek stage at Sony Picture Studios, this is Inside Jeopardy. Ah, Johnny, that's what I needed today. Hello. (laughs) Welcome back to Inside Jeopardy, your exclusive and official podcast destination for all things happening in the world of Jeopardy. It is January the 29th. I'm almost at the end of dry January. Maybe that's why I'm so punchy. I walked into the studio and said I'm feeling pretty punchy today. Yes. Well, having been with you at the beginning of your dry January when we were at the Emmys, I'm excited for this month to end as well for you, Michael. I've been dry, thank you. I am Michael Davies, joined here by the person, my long-suffering, my (laughs) long-suffering partner in Jeopardy and in Pod, Sarah Foss. Here we are, Michael. As you mentioned, it's the end of January nearly, and that means February is upon us, and we've been talking about it for months. That means the TOC is upon us. 27 champions coming back for a chance at a spot in Masters and really just ultimate bragging rights, saying for the rest of your life, I'm a Tournament of Champions winner. Yeah, including celebrity champion Ike Barinholtz coming back, uh, the first celebrity to compete in the TOC. Um, He's coming in with humility. He's coming in with very low expectations of his own performance, and he's just excited to meet all the other players. Yes, he obviously loved the chance to win Celebrity Jeopardy, but he's excited to, like you said, just be among his fellow peers. And uh, that's all going to kick off in just a week, which is hard to believe. But right now on the pod, we've got a lot in store for our listeners. You know, last week we wrapped up the quarterfinals for the Champions Wildcard, and of course... Our Celebrity Jeopardy Championship came to that very exciting conclusion. Lisa and Walter being crowned our winner after a fantastic final game game. against Mo Rocca and Katie Nolan. We're actually going to talk with Lisa Ann a little later in the pod about that come-from-behind victory. Can't wait to catch up with her. But first, it's time to take a look back at This Week in Jeopardy History. Let's go to Carolyn Collins now. She had 13,400, and she wrote down the one in the Americas, in South America. La Paz, you are correct. And your wager, everything you had, that puts you in the lead with 26,800, and it takes us to Arthur Chu, our champion, who had 18,200. He came up with La Paz also. The other one is Batutz, Mm -hmm. the capital of Liechtenstein. And you are going to add how much money? Interesting wager, 8,600. That takes you to 26,800. We have a tie. We have co-winners today. Arthur Chu has a two-day total of 64,000. Carolyn Collins has 26,800. And both of them come back to play again tomorrow. Going to be exciting. Come and join us. So long. Yes, it was this week back in season 30 when Arthur Chu made his debut on the Alex Trebek stage. He kicked off his run earning over $30,000, but it was his second game that you just heard the clip from that may be the most memorable of all. It resulted in a tie between Arthur and his fellow competitor, Carolyn Collins. Now, back then, we didn't have our current tiebreaker rule in place, so they both came back the next day as co-champions. 
Arthur did end up defeating Carol, and he went on to become an 11-day champion, earning nearly $300,000 and securing his spot in the Tournament of Champions, where he finished second just behind Ben Ingram. Yeah, I remember watching this on air and uh, was reminded of it, you know, when I, I came uh, to Jeopardy two and a half years ago and the, the, the legends of our game. Uh-huh. Arthur Chu sits on a lot of leaderboards. Um, he, he sits up there amongst the greats. Yes, and certainly, you know, some like to comment he's one of the villains of the show, as yeah. people might say about James or some of the others, but uh, certainly proved that he had what it took to succeed on the Alex Rebecca stage. All right, well, now let's head into last week's game highlights. We kicked off the week with our fifth Champions Wildcard quarterfinal game, Holly Hassel, Daniel Moore, Ron Chung. Daniel got off to a great start, ending the Jeopardy round with 9,600, but Ron responded correctly to both of the Daily Doubles and Double Jeopardy to take that narrow lead over Daniel heading into final. It was a triple stumper, and therefore Ron protected his lead. Ken actually asked Ron about this in the postgame chat. You know, he said, were you looking for those daily doubles? And Ron joked, no, I was a little scared to get them, to be honest. I knew I had to try to find them, but I didn't like it. Yeah, uh, lots of talk online about their uh, final Jeopardy wages. But I think one thing you've got to understand is that during elite competition amongst these players, they always assume that their fellow competitors are going to get it right. Obviously, had they wagered less, they could have gotten the win, but they're always assuming that, that their fellow players are going to get it right. Yep, that's a Jeopardy champion for you, or at least a Jeopardy player. And now, a quick word from our sponsor. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person point of sale system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Plus, they have the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. What I love about Shopify is how simple they've made it to grow your business. You can manage inventory, track payments, and view real-time insights all in one place. Shopify is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow Grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash jeopardy, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash jeopardy now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash jeopardy. Now back to Inside Jeopardy. Well, moving on to Tuesday's matchup between Robbie Ramirez, Lynn DeVito, and Zanny Brown. Zanny, right up the heels of her second chance victory, was on fire in the Jeopardy round, ending with $11,400 and a huge lead. But Robbie came roaring back in double Jeopardy, and then he held the lead until he missed that big $5,800 daily double. But then Zanny missed a $3,000 daily double to give the lead back to Robbie, which he carried into final. And there he was able to come up with the correct response. Zanny was not. So it was Robbie who advanced to the finals. I don't know if everyone listening can recall Robbie, but he's a pretty tall contestant. And as Ken stood next to him in those host picks that he does, he joked, but Gandalf, how do we get the rings to Mordor? <laughs> and it was just a classic Ken moment that you didn't get to see at home, but really did kind of capture what it looked like in that height difference moment. 
Well, on Wednesday, we saw Dylan Hupp, Lloyd C., and Kelly Berry take the stage. Lloyd took a small lead into double jeopardy, continued to build on it, but Dylan found the first daily double and scored $5,000 to close the gap. Lloyd nearly earned a runaway by the end of the round, but Dylan was able to come within striking distance. After another triple stumper, Lloyd's minimal wager allowed him to take the win and secure his spot in the semifinals. He had an impressive 30 correct responses in that game, Michael, and that's tying only Juveria in Champions Wild Card for, for that many correct responses. Yeah, whenever we see a 30 in any form of the game, we're impressed. When it's against elite competition, it's even more impressive. Yes, and I always think our writers are impressive, but this board in the Jeopardy round, if you love Taylor Swift, you loved this board. We mm. had Love Story. Our song, yeah. Bad Blood, Shake It Off, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, and The Errors Tour. Yeah, there's somebody who works on our show who's a massive Taylor Swift fan. I'm just mm. trying to remember exactly. Oh, could uh, she who it be is. in this room? Yeah, a certain podcast producer, producer? I don't know. But yeah. you know what? She's turned me into a Swifty. So you've got another fan, Taylor, because of Alexa in me. Factors ready to eat meals make eating better every day easy. When my schedule gets busy, it's nice to have pre-prepared, chef-created, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to my door. With over 35 different options a week to choose from and over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons, make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy with Factor. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Head to factormeals.com slash Jeopardy50 and use code Jeopardy50 to get 50% off. That's code Jeopardy50 at factormeals.com slash Jeopardy50 to get 50% off. Moving on to Thursday with Johanna Stoberock, Connor Sears, and Alec Chow. All three players were neck and neck throughout the Jeopardy round. Connor and Alec battling back and forth in double Jeopardy, but ultimately it was Alec who took a small lead in final over Connor with Johanna in third place but still in contention. Alec, the only player to come up with the correct response in final, he's on to the semifinals. Now, this was another fun category in this game, questionable science in pop songs. Yep. Does every rose have its thorn? Mm. Does thunder only happen when it's raining? Are planets moving at the speed of light, like Coldplay says? And can you set fire to the rain? Yeah. These According are, to Adele, you can. According to Adele, you can. So yep. love when our writers come up with even different ways to, to look at music in certainly pop music. Well, we closed out the quarterfinals on Friday with Tamara Gattas, Michael Minkus, and Itai Sofer. Michael put on a strong performance. He ended the Jeopardy round with 8,000 and steadily built on his lead throughout Double Jeopardy. Tamara put up a fight, scoring 4,500 on the first Daily Double. However, she lost 7,000 on the last one, allowing Michael to pull off a runaway win. Itai, I want to point out, he is just loving being immersed in the trivia community. So after his win, he went to Las Vegas. He met Matea Roach, who recognized him, and he met Sam Buttry, who he told, you know, when I get on the show, I'm going to say bring it. Unfortunately, it was actually Michael who got to say bring it on the last clue in the Jeopardy round. But, you know, I love those run-ins with the fans of the show. Wow, there was a whole Vegas weekend for Jeopardy that I missed out on. Apparently, we didn't get an invite, Michael. Yeah, I don't see that as being a Matea town, but, then you, <laughs> uh, but you never know. You never know. Well, now let's head back to Tuesday night uh, in primetime. 
for the Celebrity Jeopardy final. Wow, what a tight Jeopardy round with Mo taking a small lead into double Jeopardy. But then it was Lisa Ann who controlled the board until Katie found the first daily double in her namesake category. Kind of rhymes with Katie to close <laughs> the gap. All three players continued to battle it out in triple Jeopardy, but with the help of a $10,400 true daily double kind of close to the end, Mo took the lead into final with Katie just $1,600 behind Lisa Ann trailing behind that but Lisa Ann was the only player to come up with the correct response in final so the butler did it going from third <laughs> to first place to secure the win and the one million dollar prize for her charity I think the best comments I saw about this game were just the compliments on the actual level of the material and the level of gameplay yeah. by all three of our finalists. And this was a big thing going into this season. We wanted to raise the writing level and we wanted to therefore raise the gameplay level of the contestants. You know, it's not universally true in every episode. We can't test these people. <laughs> uh, I guess we could do, but we would we would hey, lose a lot. We can test our regular contestants yeah. and you still don't know what they will do right. when they get on the stage. Um, but we, you know, we, we sort of had to go on like people we knew were smart, you know, it's interesting, all three of these players, I mean, very coincidentally, are people I've worked with in the past or spoken to uh, about working with in the past. You know, Mo I've uh, has, has been on pilots I've made and met with him before. Lisa Ann, I've talked about doing a talk show. Katie Nolan actually produced a talk show uh, with her. And I sort of know how special she is. They are all such big fans of Jeopardy. And that's something that really comes across in their every interaction, the way they play the game, the way they sort of name check our champions, the sort of the the respect that they have for the institution. Um, and this was a really, you know, uh, it just was a really great way to finish off a really enjoyable season of, of this brand. Yes, and you brought up the namesake category of kinda rhymes with Katie. We also had Lisa, Ann, or Walter. And then I think a category no one will ever forget, <laughs> Mo Rocca drinking vodka with Chewbacca. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> uh, Bobby Patton, who was the head writer of Celebrity Jeopardy, told me that when uh, writer David Levinson-Wilk worked on this category, you know, there is a quota that exists yes. for all writers. They have to write a certain amount of material this year. No writer in the history of Jeopardy has ever blown their quota so much by taking so long to write a single category. It became the joke amongst all the writers that uh, David was taking so long to write it, but it was certainly worth it when uh, we read it at the end. And Lisa Ann, no sooner did she claim a victory, she went on Jimmy Kimmel, proudly displaying her champion trophy. And she's just like us. She's, she actually got asked by Jimmy, is she dating anyone? She's like, no, I just want to want to date someone who wants to hang out and go to trivia night. <laughs> so good. Well, wow, maybe maybe this podcast can sort of serve as her Tinder. Ah, well, we're going to catch up with her soon. But that is a wrap on Celebrity Jeopardy. Congratulations to all three of our finalists for your incredible performances throughout the season. Let's get into this week's host chat. An audience member asked Ken, do you have a library card? I do, I have several library cards. That's a great question. I guess I don't know where they are because I just use my phone. But yeah, we were always big library users in my family. The kids love the library. Um, my youngest kid is actually gonna be an intern at the Seattle Public Library starting next month, so. Are you a librarian, ma'am? My mom was an elementary school librarian. You are a hero, thank you to all librarians for what they do. Welcome to Jeopardy. So he talks about all of his now being digital. Do you have any hard copy library cards anymore, Michael? 
I still have a hard copy library card for the Bridgehampton Library in Bridgehampton, New York. It's a beautiful little library right there uh, on Main Street. And I go in there with my library card. It's one of my favorite possessions is my library card. Yeah, I think it says a lot about you. We have one as well, only because my children, you know, they can't have a credit card, but I tell them you can have a library card. So that works. Well, it is time now to welcome to the pod Celebrity Jeopardy champion Lisa and Walter. Lisa, thank you for being with us here today. Lisa, and how does life feel different knowing <laughs> that you are a Celebrity Jeopardy champion? You know what, Michael? I have to tell you that honestly, I went home that night and not even any joking around. I was in the car going home after winning First of all, stunned because it was such a wild win. Oh, yeah, we'll get but, to that. Yeah, I know we will. But I just went, I, I think I can relax now. <laughs> like, I did something that so was so, something that I had been dreaming about for literally most of my life. And just like it was a pipe dream, like, God, if I ever got on Jeopardy, you know, I, I went, oh, the world's going to know that I, I'm smart. I don't just have like, you know, a great figure. <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. But you know what I mean? Like, like I'm not just a, an actress that makes them laugh, like that I know a few things. Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, comedians historically have done very well on this show. You know, you, you succeed yeah. the great Ike Barinholtz. You know, Patton Oswalt did superbly. Uh, on our yeah. show last year. I mean, yeah, you'll notice this year from just the field, we had a lot of comedians. You beat a few comedians uh, on this program uh, or comedic hosts. So you definitely you definitely proved the brains were there and the competitive spirit. Yeah, I, well, great point. The second thing that you said, because the first one, like we know it as comics, even though our onstage persona might be goofy. Whatever it is that you go for as a comic, is your voice on stage. But what you draw from is a wealth of knowledge about the world. In my case, I grew up reading history, reading for, I was reading it almost, I think two and a half years old, my mom started teaching me. And she was the trivia buff. So anytime she got an opportunity to start talking about the world, we would listen to talk radio in the car, and that would just set her off on a tangent that she would start explaining the world to us. And I guess some of it stuck because a lot of times I'll blurt out an answer. The semifinals, I knew the answer when the other contestants didn't. And I blurted out right away. I'm like, oh, the coronation of Queen Elizabeth. And my ex-husband who always watches with me, watches Jeopardy, it was like, how do you know that? And I'm like, I, I just know it. I don't know why. Well, we'll get to also, we will get to how good you are at final Jeopardy because that's definitely an element of, of, of your performance. But uh, that is all fascinating stuff. Well, and we always say people who are good at Jeopardy are people who are people who watch the show, who love the show. And I think that really shined with you. I loved when you said, you know, I was too famous to go on the regular show, but I wasn't quite famous enough to go on Celebrity Jeopardy. And then we just got you in this this perfect window for you to shine. The perfect pocket. I was I'm like Eliza Doolittle for my whole life. I don't fit in either world. But now but now here I am. Yes. And going back to the comics, I think that uh, sorry, this is how my brain works. You see? It's like here and then <laughs> went over there somewhere. Um, comics know a whole bunch about a whole bunch of different things and we pull from it. So that's why I think we tend to be, even though people don't realize that we tend to be smarter, but the com competition is because we're one person on the stage and we have to win. Like you can't let 
hecklers win over you. You you have to win when you're on stage. So we tend to be pretty competitive, I think. Yeah, it's, and it's, look, very and, astute. And like your fellow finalists, Mo and Katie Nolan, Ugh. you are an enormous fan of the television program. You know, you've Huge. watched the program for years. You talked about watching it uh, with your mother. So talk more about that experience, that, that the difference of watching it and then playing it uh, on the stage. Okay, well, first of all, the watching of it, since I was a kid and I would stay home sick from school, you know, they'd re-air it, although it always came on. For my memory, it always came on in the evening. I think when you watch that show, when you watch Jeopardy, as opposed to other game shows, which are fun, and I enjoyed watching those over the years too, but they don't have the gravitas. There's not the respect associated with it. I mean, believe me, when I walked on the set here and people are like, oh my God, you're a Jeopardy at this point semifinalist. They're, the respect that comes yeah. with it, it's like, oh, you're really smart then. And so it's just a connection. And I think it taught me a lot. There was something that happened in my house a couple nights ago and I gave the answer. It was something that I learned watching Jeopardy at like just the past week. And they said, how do you know that? And I said, well, this one was from Jeopardy. Like that was a pinpoint because I just watched it. So I think over the years, you get so familiar with the playing of the game and kind of the differences of the categories. So that part, when you get on the stage, gives you a little leg up if, you're, if you've been a longtime watcher and what the categories can be. The thing that you're not prepared for as a longtime viewer and, and, and fan of the show is this. Yeah. The buzzer. She's showing us the buzzer, everyone. The buzzer is the, the unknown factor that until you actually do it, there is no way to, to be, have experience with it. It's like you can't just buzz in first when yeah. you know the answer because I'm a fast reader. You know, I get there halfway, you know, before he's done and then you're buzzing and it's now you're locked out. Yeah. And statistically, you were in the final against the very best. Katie Nolan, and maybe one of the second, third best, Mo Rocker, both great on the buzzer, fast on it. Unbelievably fast on the buzzer. I came nowhere near them in the, I don't know, Katie Nolan must be an athlete herself because that fast twitch muscle thing she's got, woo! Uh, I think it's video games. I think she will admit it's it's from playing, playing Spider-Man video games a lot. Well, and you admitted it would take you into like the double Jeopardy round is when you would kind of start feeling your your mojo on the buzzer. I think you said you tried to sprinkle some holy water or something on it in between breaks. <laughs> I I actually did. Y'all are gonna think I'm kidding, but a friend of mine, a friend of mine in Florida sent me some holy water from Lords. And I and I put some on my hand. I'm not saying to everybody that's what you should do. I'm just saying that for me, maybe I connected it with, okay, now I have luck. Well, and you mentioned, you know, oh, I saw it on Jeopardy. So, of course, I knew it. I have to thank Jeopardy. But that's what sets you apart, Lisa Ann. It's not only hearing something, but it's retaining that knowledge. And that is what makes a great Jeopardy champion. Because you're genuinely interested in so many different things that, you know, all of us remember things we're interested in. But the fact that you heard it and retained it, I just don't want you to have that as a throwaway. Because not everyone watches Jeopardy. I'm on the stage sometimes, and I don't remember everything that I saw or heard. Well, thank you. That is very nice of you. And yes, I think you hit the nail on the head. I do remember things, but there are things that I've heard several times, many times, and I still don't remember it because I never, I never really got it. You know, I didn't keep it because as you say, I wasn't as interested in it. The stuff that I'm interested in, you know, like 
you know, the opera category, I might not have uh, rung in first every, but I knew every single one because my father, the physicist from NASA, was an opera fan. We listened to everything. So when you hear things and the way my mother used to tell it to us in the car, it was like a story. And when I used to read history, which I did for fun, it was a story to me. It was like a movie. They were characters. So I think that's why I, I was so interested in it. Can I tell you the other thing that makes Celebrity Jeopardy champions, our elite Celebrity Jeopardy players and our elite Celebrity Jeopardy champions, it, what makes you so extraordinary is that... Yes, you're doing the Jeopardy thing of retaining information and being super competitive and getting it on the buzzer and doing the math that you have to do on the Daily Double and doing the math that you have to do on Final. But you're also being entertainers at the same time. <laughs> you're telling great stories. You're cracking jokes. You're being funny. You're doing all the other stuff. I mean, I should say, Lisa Ann, the first time we ever spoke to each other, the first time we met was because I was passionately chasing you to do a talk show because I think you are like once Abbott you Elementary remember. is done once Abbott Elementary is done once we get to this I still think you are like the great late night talk show host in waiting but you are Michael. doing all of that at the same time which is um, which you know I thank you for as a producer to have you up on stage and, and you leading and then Katie and Mo and being so funny and entertaining at the point that you're playing this very competitive, tense game. Oh, you are, first of all, first of all, thank you. Not just for those lovely compliments. I mean, I think that is who I am. If I'm in a room and there's an audience, I'm gonna try to entertain because I'm deeply needy in that way. Like, I mean, <laughs> but, I, mean I want to entertain. I wanna make them happy. I wanna make people laugh and have them enjoy it. And that's why we're doing the show and also, of course, to raise money for the charity. So, you know, that makes me feel good when people are laughing and enjoying themselves. But to say, like, you're suited for a talk show, a late night talk show in particular, that was my goal. That was what I wanted to do before. I think it was when Joan Rivers was the only one, woman to have one. I was like, why are they just giving up? They have a woman for like a week and a half and they're like, oh, we're good now. But I remember very well us meeting and talking about doing something together. And I, we wound up at the end of a very long meeting. I think it was several hours with some other people. And we were in the lobby of some hotel in Beverly Hills. And we just kept on talking <laughs> for hours because I thought you were fascinating. And that's the thing is that I think when you're interested in people, and that's what the talk show thing comes into, the entertainer thing comes in. When I'm talking to people, even though I love to talk, I was a radio host for three years. I could talk for three hours. I don't need backup. But I want to I want to learn from people like I want to hear what your world is, what you do for a living, where you're from and what what do they eat there? You know, I, I think that's part of it, too, is just loving to learn. All right. Well, I want to take it into the game, Lisa. And you had been waiting all these years to play Jeopardy. You come into the quarterfinals. You're up against Brian Baumgartner and Timothy Simons and you pull off a runaway. You head into final Jeopardy. It doesn't even matter if you come up with a correct response, but you do. And you're a champion forever. You're a Jeopardy champion. And I was I was fine with that. I was like, OK, I'm good now. <laughs> I, I won one. I'm, I'm happy. I thought that it was crazy because at the beginning, as you say, I didn't figure out the button until I think maybe halfway through the second round. And then there were just a couple of real kind of lucky, I think, a daily double. And then Tim got one wrong, but it helped me. I want to say it was um, Boris Boris. Yes, Boris, Boris. Uh, yeah. Boris. 
So he said Boris Poor. I would never have remembered Boris. My, I'm sorry, Dad, but I wouldn't have remembered Boris. But I, I knew it had to run. That's where the historic gameplay comes in. So that's what gave me Boris Poor. So I think there were a couple of lucky things that gave me that runaway. But I tell you what, going into that last one, I didn't know that I had it in the bag. And that I just had to be careful. I did like, and finally I went, oh, oh, I just have to not be a dope when I bet. So then your semifinal, Mira Sorvino, who took down Peter Schrager in her quarterfinal, like a very, very good Jeopardy player. And then Utkar Shambudkar, another comic, comedic actor, very, very smart guy. Uh, and once again, Triple Jeopardy, the daily doubles, that's where you come into your own. Yeah, it was wild because, you know, there's a time in my head where I'm super competitive and I'm like, oh God, you know, she's pulling ahead. And then I know that if I panic, that's what's going to block me. It's going to get in the way instead of just let the answer come and go with my first thought. Because there were times when I had a first thought and I knew it was right. And then I went, no, maybe it's this. And then I blurt out Chattanooga and my girlfriend, my best friend, Elaine Hendricks, the mean girlfriend on The Parent Trap, she's texting <laughs> me in real time going, you were just there. Chattanooga, she's from Tennessee. I was like, I know, I know it was Nashville. I know it was, I just, I second guessed myself. So I think you just have to kind of relax into it and let the gameplay happen. And that's what the, the later rounds were for, for me and that. But, but I did get to a point where I was like, you know what, it's okay. Mira Sorvino speaks Mandarin. Like everybody knows she's a genius. If she wins, I'm not gonna look like a, a, a jerk if Mira takes this one. Like, it'll be okay, Lisa, relax, it'll be okay. And once I relaxed, it was actually much better. Well, and you had that slight lead heading into Final Jeopardy. We reveal the category and it's award-winning actresses. And of course, you're up next to an Oscar winner. And here comes the clue. You know, her 2019 Oscar win and 2021 Emmy win were both for portraying a British queen. You're thinking, wait, she's going to get this, but you know it, which was Olivia Coleman. She doesn't know it, and you win. It, it, unbelievable. And guess what? The first thought that popped into my mind on this one was Helen Mirren. Ah. But then I said, nope, she didn't win an Oscar recently. That was the queen was years ago, and I don't remember if she won, but I know Olivia Coleman won for the favorite. And then that brought me to she was also in The Crown. So I thought Olivia Coleman first for the favorite, and then I knew I was right, but what did I know if they were going to get it right or wrong? Lucky. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not lucky. You got to, you, no. when you know the answer to final, as you proved you did again and again and again, it helps you. Uh, post game, you said two things that struck <laughs> me. One, my mom would be so proud of me for being confident, having fun with it, and just going for it. That was obviously clearly the emotion was written on your face and all the memories of watching with your mother. And then this wonderful interaction with Ken. Ken says, Lisa Ann, how will you prepare for the finals? You say, I'll be learning the capitals of everything in the entire world. And in the meantime, I hope to get a handsome husband like Mira has. <laughs> Ken yes. says, I wish you luck in both pursuits. <laughs> I just want to know, if, is Ken single? <laughs> well, you know, he's married to his high school sweetheart and they are still together today with their two beautiful children. <laughs> Oh, well. I know, I know. Well, I'm glad they about. made it. Yeah, they've made it. But, you know, let's talk about Mira's husband, because her whole family was in the audience, and they are beautiful. Oh, my God. It, like <laughs> they were. What's the line from uh, Steel Magnolias? It's like they're carved out of cream cheese. <laughs> I mean, they're, just, they're all stunning. They're absolutely beautiful. And, and of course, Mira is, too. Lovely family. She's lo And they were all there. I literally looked out in the crowd like, why is my family not here? 
why why are they too busy to come to mommy's jeopardy yes but then we knew you were coming back because you know you had a few minutes to revel in your semi-final win and then of course you're headed to the finals a million dollars on the line what was that time in between those two games like for you it was hard it was i was really excited i was super excited and of course thinking what am i gonna wear by the way bad choice i picked a bad choice of what to wear i picked a a leather <laughs> jacket which looked great but it doesn't breathe no. and you're under the hot lights and i was literally st- i was not flop sweat it was fake leather sweat yeah and i was like was a bad choice for that entire round but um <laughs> i was nervous in that i wanted to show well i had no idea how the other two were going to play because i hadn't seen their right. game yeah. play yet remember so i didn't know what they were like to play against i knew there were a couple of people that were super smart and of course i know you know mira from before that's why i knew she was going to be party competition because we had done events together and I knew that she had all this history of education, but I didn't know what the other two were going to be like. And they were tougher than I imagined. I don't think you'd met Katie Nolan before. No. Had you met Mo Rocca before? No, but we have such kind of a similarity in our backgrounds that we exchanged information and we're going to get together the next time I'm in New York. He's a doll. Yeah. I know that Katie and Mo, having spoken to both of them since just came into this with enormous respect for you, left with even more respect for you. Um, And one of the elements of Jeopardy that I really enjoy, I enjoy it in elite Jeopardy competition, I enjoy it in Celebrity Jeopardy, is what we tend to see is this wonderful fraternity and sorority between our players who respect each other a lot. And that was just really at play during the entire final between the three of you. Oh, 100%. I mean, we have great affinity and respect for each other, not just as fellow nerds, smart people, <laughs> but, you know, as performers, too, and as people. Katie's gameplay in the in the semifinals, she's so funny and so delightful. Like, you just go, oh, I really enjoy these people. Like, I could hang out with them. I count myself a miraculous event that I wound up <laughs> winning at all, as you know. Well, we do. We head into Final Jeopardy. You are in third place. Mo had that huge daily double, so he's got a slight lead over Katie. And, you know, hey, you're going to go home with a lot of money for charity still. We reveal the category literary cliches. Many mystery fans blame The Door, a 1930 Mary Roberts Reinhardt novel in which a servant kills a nurse, for this four-word cliche. How quickly did it come to you? Tell me what's happening in those 30 seconds. Good luck, players. Immediately. Wow. Immediately. Servant. The butler did it. Wow. That's it. It's a cliche. It's a joke cliche that as a as a creator, a, a show writer, you know, the butler did it. And my mother was a huge mystery novel fanatic. Like she would reread mysteries and just and I'm like, Ma, didn't you read that before? She's like, yeah, but it's been like 10 years. She would just read it again. So I think the combination, and that's actually made me very emotional because, you know, I I was very close to my mom and she passed uh, right after we shot the pilot of Abbott. So she hasn't gotten Mm. to see the success for me. She was always worried about me because I'm a single mom raising four kids in Los Angeles, very expensive. And I wish that she could have seen some of this success. But on that one, everyone goes, oh, you feel them around you when they pass. I never have until... Jeopardy, until wow. final Jeopardy. 
I mean, literally, it was like my mother saying to me, it's the butler did it. And then I went, okay, thanks, Ma. Well, the Alex Trebek stage is a very special, it's a magical uh, place. It's, uh, I felt the presence of my own parents there occasionally. Really? Uh, so it's a, it's, it's a really special place. I just want to take it back real quick to Final Jeopardy because it came to you so fast, but you were the only one who had the correct response. So in that moment, were you thinking, of course they got it right and Mo's taking this? Yep, 100%, 100%. There was not a second where I thought I've got it in the bag. And so I thought, oh, this was great. At least I'm at least I'm acquitting myself well in the final Jeopardy. I'm not gonna look like a dope. I got it right. And it was Katie first after me. And I went, oh, wow. And I was like, okay, Mo's gonna get it. And then, no. And I literally, I think I started shaking. You did. <laughs> yeah. And I think you mouthed, I'm going to faint. <laughs> I, I felt my knees got a little weak. Listen, I had to go back to my days as a pom-pom girl when we used to compete to remember <laughs> to bend my knees a little bit so I didn't go down. And it was also the pleather. You had the pleather sweats mm-hmm. going on. I had yeah. pleather sweats. The world started spinning. <laughs> and I heard my mom's voice going, get it together. You also became emotional when you spoke afterwards about how much it meant to you to be able to support the Entertainment Community Fund. Yeah. Um, this idea that all people who work in the entertainment community are rich and successful, uh, it means so much to you to make that money for uh, for the fund and for the industry, for your colleagues and co-workers who mean so much to you. A hundred percent. I've seen that some of the other people that played this season, because obviously the labor action is so hard on so many people. And, and as you say, People think of actors as all of the big, the A-listers, and most actors are background and day players and people that are struggling to make a living wage, just even if they're working week after week, just like anybody, people are doing second jobs as, you know, gig employees to keep their lives going. And of course, our our business is um, no different. And the labor action made it really difficult. So we had a fund going for our Abbott crew that I gave all my residual money to, but this is for everybody. That that entertainment community fund is for IOTC, for all the people that do the rigging and the makeup and the lights and the, you know, all of the transportation, all the people that are out of work when we go down. It's really nice. They, they reached out with a little email and they're going to have me come in and look at some of the programs that they're doing that this money can help. And they were real specific. They were like, this will provide housing for seniors for a year, all of our seniors that are that wow. look to entertainment community that million dollars will do that so i know that you're getting ready to shoot abbott elementary i yes. know that you're so busy thank uh, you for taking time for thank us thank you for taking time thank <laughs> god we're all back to work and and hollywood not back to normal hollywood will never be normal but we're getting we're getting closer there's really one final thing for me to do i think you're aware that ike Barinholtz will shortly be competing as celebrity champion he is the first celebrity to ever compete within our Tournament of Champions. He'll be taping Tournament of Champions along with our regular Jeopardy winners. Oh, wow. Um, over the next few weeks, it is my honor to invite you. It's non-binding, Lisa Ann, but you as a celebrity Jeopardy champion are cordially and respectfully invited to appear in our next Tournament of Champions. We would love to have you there. No pressure. It is not a requirement. We're not going to hold back the check to your charity for it. But that's how much we think about the people who are able to win Celebrity Jeopardy. Oh, we, my God. 
Yeah. This so just uh, really made my day. I'm terrified, but I'm going to say an immediate yes. It is my. <laughs> it will be my honor to go on your tournament oh. champions and lose immediately to the best <laughs> in the world. That sounds similar to what Ike said. That's very similar to what Ike said. But it's uh, but we regard you as fantastic players. We see the stat. I know what a competitor you are. Uh, we feel you as part of the Jeopardy family, Lisa Ann, and you, you will you. be for us forever. Thank you for your years of watching. Um, thank you to your mother, too. Oh, um, thank you. And, you know, one thing that we love about the program is that so many people watch this program intergenerationally. So many grandparents and parents you know, raise their kids in front of this program. And that means that's a tremendous, that's not a bad thing about our brand. Our most experienced viewers are a wonderful thing about the Jeopardy brand. So thank you. We look forward to seeing you back. Um, I look you. forward at some point to restarting conversations with you about a talk show. The irony is, is that I'm the one hosting the talk show interviewing you, uh, which is very perverse. Um, but thank you so much. Have a wonderful day You're at work. You're so good at it, Michael, and I would be thrilled to talk to you at any time. Let's close down another hotel bar. Um, I love it. <laughs> thank you. Welcome both. to the Jeopardy family forever, thank Lisa Ann. You. Thank oh, you. Thank you both. That You just really made my day. Thank you. Whoa, look at that. We are starting a tradition, Sarah. I didn't tell you I was going to invite her to the TOC before we did that. <laughs> you um, didn't tell me you were inviting Ike either, so no, it's just following the same tradition. But now it's a tradition. Yes. The, the Celebrity Jeopardy champion gets the ask. There's no obligation, but we, we ask them to come and play. Lisa Ann Walter will follow Ike. That will be next year. Well, later this year yes. uh, for the next TOC after the one we're about to produce. Yes, and if you're listening, Emma Stone, as you now see, there is a path to regular Jeopardy yeah. through Celebrity Jeopardy. Yeah, Emma Stone watches Jeopardy. I think uh, I think listening to Inside Jeopardy may mm. be a step too you think far. That's, maybe I'm just... I know, I'm she just... has other things on her mind during this uh, <laughs> well, Academy Awards yes, season. Congratulations under... on your nomination, Emma. Yes, well, that brings us to the end of today's show. For all of you who are listening, we're going to be back next week to highlight the champions, wildcard semifinals, and the two-day total point affair. And we're going to speak with the competition winner right here on the pod. Can't wait to hear about how they feel. They've punched their ticket to the TOC with Ike Bernholtz. Yep, the uh, Champions Wildcard semifinals kick off today. So be sure to tune in for those games and join us back here on Monday for another Inside Jeopardy. See you all then. See you then.
sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.